0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Rico's Watches podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and I am joined today by a very special guest, uh, Martina Etty, who is the head of international sales at uh, Nomos Classuta. How's it going today?
1: Hey, Eric, thanks for having me. Very good. And you?
0: very good it's i know it's uh, quite a bit later over there in germany than it is over here in canada today so i really appreciate you coming on the show and that we were able to kind of work out uh, the time difference to make this happen but it's fantastic to, and exciting to have uh, nomos as a brand on the show and i'm really looking forward to diving into a bunch of topics about the brand today
1: yeah so thanks very much for getting up so early for us <laughs> well
0: I know, it's, yeah. I know it's the end of your day, so I appreciate you uh, tacking this on the end of your long day already to, to make this happen. What oh, do you have on the much. What do you have on the wrist today?
1: Uh, actually, it is uh, it is not very common. it It is our our signature model Tangente, mm. uh, but with a with a poppy red dial. It was a limited edition in uh, many years ago in two thousand four. So Tangente uh is our signature model and um um it, i would say is the most distinctive model in in the market that you 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 might know tangente and not not know the name nomos but you you know ah that this is this, this special watch from germany it is uh yeah it has very uh, um many uh, Bauhaus features. It's not only the cylindrical case, the edgy horns. I think Tangente is the round watch with the most right angles. Uh, so cylindrical case, the the lugs are are, are not rounded. They, they have an uh, um, they have an angle uh, there to go down to the wrist, and and also the dial of Tangente is is has a special uh typo which uh, reminds you of the uh of the 20s of the of the last century um and um yeah and and this of course this the small uh the sub-second dial which is mm. typical for nearly all of our watches and this this pattern that you have only the the two and the four and the eight and the ten and the twelve as uh um as um our uh ours with numerals and the rest is only indices so yeah that's that i would say it's typical for tangente you you can tangente is like shakespeare you you can you cannot destroy it you can Mm -hmm. do it in in any color or in in any size it works it always works yeah
0: that's a wonderful watch you said it was a limited edition what was it a limited edition for like what was the what was the limited part i suppose
1: actually this was in 2004 we uh it was before we uh introduced our uh, first in-house uh, automatic movement mm. and when we when we um w- when we kind of switched to the full in-house uh, um, production of our manual movement as well and we still had three thousand um uh, yes yeah, 3000 manual wound movements 3000 it was not alpha at that time it had another name we had a but anyway so there were 3000 movements we wanted to get to to sell in a in one batch to have a clean cut from uh, so still some swiss parts used and mm. uh, and to to the to the in-house production and the idea was to have a it was our very first coloured limited edition, uh, and uh, to have uh, 30 different colours, uh, each limited to 100 pieces. Okay. Uh, we had really—it's—it's uh, yeah. It's, uh, you see, uh, we had many, many different colours. That's the sleeve. That's the—that's just the paper sleeve for the, uh, uh, for the for, for the watch box. It. Uh, Thirty different colors, funny names, each limited to hundred pieces. The first mm. time with a gla- with a sapphire glass back to see to see the movement and and a cool price. And these three thousand watches were sold out within uh, a few days. It was really, it was uh, the trade in Germany still remembers very well this uh, yeah, this wave. <laughs>
0: mm. Well, that's that's very cool. That's a really unique piece and obviously a. a- very significant piece sort of, uh, signifying sort of the rebirth of the brand as an in-house German, uh, exactly. brand in, in the early two thousands and, and very much the, the precursor to the Nomos that we, we love today as a, as a, as a community. Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, uh, Nomos, how it was started, uh, what some of its history is kind of leading up to that time period. And then, um, yeah, let's start there and then kind of dive into some other topics about design and whatnot from there.
1: Yeah, very welcome. So it, it everything started uh, with the fall of the wall in 19... Uh, it was November 89 and mm-hmm. reunion, So, and uh, and Normus was founded r- right after the fall of the wall in 1990. And I always tend to say, we all have the same age in Glashütte because nothing happened there before before that. Everything mm-hmm. had to be brought back to Glashütte um and um yeah uh, there, glass glashütte has always been a uh, a watchmaking town mm-hmm. also during 40 years of gdr there uh, there have been state owned watch companies um and before that during pocket watch times uh some of the best watches uh, from the world which you can now uh by in auctions at sotheby's uh, mm. have been made, have been made in Glashütte and the big name lange and söhne is uh, what everybody knows but also lange has to be brought back to uh, to this little town between dresden and the Czech border so we are really in the middle of nowhere um, and and when uh, when our founder um, heard about the history of the brand and uh, sorry of the of, of this little city and the the story of what this history of watchmaking in Glashütte and uh, he uh, he decided to to found uh, to make what make uh, watches there in Glashütte. First first he thought of buying the old state's company. You know, at that time many of these old uh, GDR state's companies have been privatized and and t- taken over and uh, were remodeled into uh, new companies. Uh, but then he decided to start from the scratch. So uh, in 92, so the very first uh, luxury uh, wristwatches from Glashütte uh, in the market, again, have been four models from Nomos Glashütte. It was Tangente, which we all know, then uh, Ludwig with Roman numerals and a different case shape, Orion with only indices and a more streamlined case, and the square uh, watch Tetra. So we we started with four models and a, and a simple hand wound movement uh, from uh, the, the parts were sourced from Switzerland at that time, and every I would say every every uh, penny the watches earned was invested in the development of uh, our own movements. And this was a step by step development, you know, mm-hmm. it's so many years, I think it was nine or 10 years that we did not introduce a new model. So there was no, there was no classic marketing every year, novelty and stuff like that. It was everything was invested in the development of the movement. And this was step by step. Our first complication was a stop second. So, <laughs> uh, and and then we came up with this idea of a date that was constructed around the movement, so mm-hmm. that the height the height would not increase, that we could still work with the same case shape because the specialty of um, our hand wound watches what that they are the really flat and elegant. And uh, we didn't want to increase the height with the with the date. So so that was our very first patent the the patented uh, date around movement, then the next step was a power reserve mechanism, also constructed directly on the core barrel, just to to use this, the the space that was there and not to increase the height of the movement uh, to um, and And then uh, there was so this took us a while, I think uh, in 2005, we introduced uh, our first automatic movement, then in a in a new watch in a larger watch, because the automatic movement was just uh, took the just more space. Um, And but it was since 2005 that all the uh, wheels and pins for all our movements were produced in house and only uh, it was a, a, a long development to this. Uh, um, and, and it's, I must say, it's not easy. It mm. is. Uh, it, we, we, there was, as in small independent, there was no other way to the in-house movement than, yeah, learn and develop these things step by step. Um, and, uh, but in the meantime, the, the <clears throat> the knowledge um yeah resulted in in more complicated developments like the super slim neomatic movements uh with with a quick set date in both directions or uh and uh, and also in 2014 where it was the final step to independence was the development of our own in-house escapement
2: mm. which
1: 9 ni- 95% of the watch industry i would say sourced from a swatch uh, company uh, named Nivarox there is there, there there is not there are not many sources for escapement
2: mm-hmm.
1: so so that uh, but the, all this has to do with the efforts in Glashütte which is all about the movement so when you produce watches in glassute, it's all about the movement there is mm-hmm. even a a Glashute rule uh, which says when you write class on your dial you you there is this obligation to have at least 50 percent of um, the value creation in in the movement has to has to happen on site in Glashütte, which hmm. uh, of course we exceed this uh, by far but oh in the meantime it was it's just a few weeks ago that finally the highest german parliament um, um, made this last law that we so yeah that was that that, that was uh uh a, a long uh, bow but that was uh the de- the development from the beginning um there was no there was no big investor behind us so the watches had to earn the development um and um and it took us until 2005 to have this full in-house uh ability uh, with our movements mm-hmm. and since then uh, we had some really interesting other developments but it was always it was in this area of useful complications mm-hmm. so nothing, nothing fancy and within our price range an accessible price range between 1500 and uh, 6 thousand US dollars in, in steel mm-hmm. so that is really important to us and yeah maybe the, the design is a, a different story. Um, I think that's what makes Nomos really unique—that we combine this more contemporary approach to design with serious watchmaking uh, from Glashütte. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I guess, like as a brand, with it being you know such a such a new brand in the world of watchmaking, you know, being started in the '90s we're you know it's not one of these brands the nomos isn't one of these brands that kind of relies on the laurels of its previous achievements it really is one that is developing and creating its own history right now we're living in the history of nomos
1: true but i mean the history of watchmaking is 175 mm-hmm. years in this mm-hmm. little town. Mm-hmm. we celebrated this uh, two years ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um yeah um mm-hmm. we
0: Nomos is kind of bringing that together in its brand though, the history of Glessuta, uh the importance of things like uh, developing its movement and creating that value in the movement, Bauhaus design, uh, you know the sort of the general package that you get when you get a, a Nomos watch. Can we talk a little bit about the design that you had mentioned, you know, Bauhaus design, what is the importance of that in, in Germany, in, in German history, uh, and then specifically with regards to Nomos as a brand?
1: Yeah. So when you uh, look into the history of, mm, let's say, um, furniture design or mm-hmm. also architecture, Bauhaus. Uh, the Bauhaus movement was not the only modernistic movement at the beginning of the last century. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Germany, we had Bauhaus. In mm-hmm. the Netherlands, we had this style. In uh, there were many many modernistic movements at that that time to get rid of the Uh, decor which uh, um, and also this uh, so and then just look at uh, look at um, um, Gropius uh, in architecture or look at uh, the Barcelona chair of uh, um, these all these or Eames chair which everybody has in his kitchen right now Uh, so this this movement this modernistic movement of uh, it was part of it was form follows function um, and but the other part of it was also creating um great new products with um with a good good quality uh, um a modernistic design uh in in with new methods also so, there. and to to achieve to um, and there was besides bauhaus there was this movement uh, deutscher werkbund it's uh, in in uh, they had their headquarter in dresden it was as bau it was kind of a predecessor you say that yeah. yeah it was a little bit pre bauhaus uh it was a an association of artists carpenters mm-hmm. uh, craftsmen architects and whatever and and their they their goal was really to to produce uh great products uh with with a new and more modernistic design with new methods also technically or new materials and Uh, accessible for many that that this has nothing to do with luxury it was really to have it it had really to it it was really a little bit like the Volkswagen idea to have a good product for uh, for many people and uh, NOMOS is still uh, the the Deutsche Werkbund still exists as an association NOMOS is a member there and it is part of our philosophy to um, to keep the the prices uh to have a fair calculation and to 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 stay in this more accessible region uh, with our prices of course we had some experiments with um lux and lambda our golden models with auto re movement just to prove that we are able to do that um so in 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 gold in in white gold in rose gold but this is just a I would say a small little uh, project at the side to prove our craftsmanship and to uh, to honor the Glashütte watchmaking tradition. Our our core uh, business and our heart is uh, um, beating for um, affordable uh, watches in a design that honors the the Bauhaus tradition and and uh, and um, yeah, keeps the words readable. Um, just, uh, we we just want to, to, uh, uh, to see, uh, to, to see our, ourselves a, a bit, little bit reflected in the first models. When you look, when you look at these first models, it is an Arabic dial uh, with Uh, It it is a a Roman dial. It's a dial with indices and a square watch. Mm -hmm. So we tried to create kind of these prototype, a prototype of each of these uh, watch, watch type. And this is still our goal to to create classics. And when I look at our design uh, prices, I think uh, that really works out well. So Tangente um, Tangente Ludwig, Orion and Tetra are produced exactly in the same design as they have been introduced uh, in uh, in 92. Mm-hmm. There the, the, a lot of the, a big collection was developed around it, but mm-hmm. uh, and these uh, these classic models are still the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and that, that is that is, you know, Bauhaus uh, is one thing. It's the inspiration. But there is uh, there is a, a a lot around it. I would I would more call it more, an, an, more a more a contemporary approach to design with modernistic uh, yeah design values.
0: Okay, and so what I guess is the target audience for a Nomos watch when and what it like how does that factor into the design? Like you're describing a very like utilitarian. Uh, kind of ethos and design when it comes to creating highly functional watches that people can wear every day and that are accessible, who is the target audience for for Nomos watches? I understand uh, from looking through your catalog that you don't differentiate the models between men's watches and women's watches. There's sort of just a general variety of sizes within each and every model. Who are the watches made for and how are they sort of Interpreted or thought about for the end user in their everyday life.
1: Yeah, I, I think there are a, uh, there are a few, a few kind of uh, categories. One is definitely the young aficionado, somebody uh, who is new in in the world of mechanic watches and is looking for uh, great quality uh, at a reasonable price, and maybe with a Uh, looking for a brand you can talk about not not just going uh, into things everybody knows so that's and this is also I'm I'm quite sure people who listen to your podcast or um, many of the young young uh, people who uh, who are do a lot of research in the internet before they buy their first watch and uh, there uh, I think Nomos has has just a has a big advantage. We offer a lot of watchmaking for uh, for the price uh, of our watches. It's the uh, and this there is a reason for it. Very uh, we we don't send huge sales falls around the world. Uh, uh, we just don't we just don't have a uh, um, so. Um, we try to work directly with our retailers. There are no distributors with a margin in between. That we try to really economize our marketing efforts very much. So I think our cost structure is really different from many of our colleagues, mm-hmm. and and this is uh, um, this is something you see in the prices of the watch. So that's the one. I think the one category is uh, new um, is. Yeah, young aficionados uh, who, um, and we are maybe the, the first real watch in their life, but, uh, and it, depend, it, it depends also from the region here in Germany. I mean, we are really big in Germany. No, there is no, we are market leader in terms of volume. Nobody produces more mechanical watches in Germany than NOMOS. And there is not one, or maybe only one or two Rolex, Retailers who don't sell Nomos, so we the the distribution is very wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brand awareness is is huge, and Nomos is the classic mechanical watch to buy next to some other big names in Germany. Mm-hmm. So here in Germany, we very much we are very much the 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 good watch for uh, two three thousand euros. Um, to that you can keep for a lifetime and give to your children after that. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, in in other, in younger markets, it's different. In China, we are definitely the first, uh, uh, um, a watch for the, for very, for much younger people and their first, maybe their first good watch when they enter uh, the, the professional world, when they have their first job,
2: mm-hmm. stuff
1: like that. And there are collectors as well. Um, then we we always see this with our limited editions. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, that we we see people who said limited edition, give it to me, all three mm-hmm. of them. So and yeah, I, I think that's that's the three um, the uh, the three most important groups is is uh, new new customers, which is really interesting for retailers as well mm-hmm. that they see new people in the store when they have Nomos uh, and uh, and in Europe it's more uh, this one watch you buy in your in your lifetime uh, and you'll have it forever
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially here in Germany and then there there is a collector's market for uh, for Nomos watches we really see especially this watch I wear today is uh, when you when you google uh, tangente super 30 was the and puppy red uh, um it it's uh, this I think this is the best second mark value you can have
0: uh, in for our brand so mm.
1: so that that's a nice thing um,
0: and so focusing specifically on you mentioned the collectors, can you kind of talk a little bit about I guess Nomos's unique relationship that it has with the watch collecting community? I know, as uh, particularly over the last decade, like Nomos has really seen this meteoric rise as a brand within the collecting community. Um, what is special about that relationship, and why do you think you know, the watch enthusiast community really flocks to Nomos as a brand?
1: I think the price value relation re- really is one thing. And then the, the next thing uh, is the authenticity, really. That uh, there there is a big passion uh, in in, uh, in in the company um, for for the brand. I mean, I for instance, I come from I come from PR, uh, and I could never imagine for myself to work in sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but it's it's super easy for almost. Normal- uh for a brand like nomos because the 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 story is so unique uh the the story of the uh, um, of where we come from is so unique so the story of glass is so unique and it's and it's just beautiful products with the with this dash of uh um humor also from time to time when you, we don't take ourselves too serious watchmaking yes no question but uh, still, we uh, we we kept this spirit from the from the early years of uh, okay um we we want to be a modern watch and not one of these companies with a long tradition uh uh telling stories about our grandfathers because we can we cannot do it we were built from the scratch in 1990 so why pretend uh and uh i think that makes Nomos a bit special mm-hmm. we always try to have um yeah to, um to to be a bit different uh l- look at our white backgrounds in all of our ads or uh, also for, for for the displays uh, uh where mo- the rest of the industry is black
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um so yeah i think it's uh that that makes we we take a little bit different we uh we we are not into sports sponsoring or uh we are more into cult- cultural events like filmmaking or literature so that's where we uh rather wallpaper than uh than sports illustrated so that's uh, th- that's where, where we 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 lean to and uh, i think that makes the brand interesting because because it's, it right to find as much, uh, that, that sets us apart from many of the, of the brands that uh, try, that, that stick to these more traditional values. Watchmaking is important and the tradition of watchmaking in Glashütte is important, but in the communication, uh, we, we we always try to find new ways that, for instance, that normal. Normos has a online store since more than ten years. In the meantime, mm-hmm. many of the brands would dream of that, uh, and they didn't dare to enter this. Uh, uh, and uh, we we just did it uh, at a time uh, where the, where no other luxury brand uh, installed something like that. Um, and and um, maybe that makes. Uh, it's, it's of course easier when you are independent when you have, don't have a big corporate organization in the background uh, many other things have to be uh, discussed then uh, we, we we have our, we have our founder still on board as a managing partner we have our our CEO in glass is is active in the business Uh every day and uh, so the partners are active in the business that makes things easier we, mm-hmm. we are 200 something uh, people so we have uh, short short ways and quick decisions so
2: mm-hmm.
1: that makes us a bit more flexible it's it's not easy to uh, for a small independent to uh, to play this game uh, but but I think uh, we have a really special and uh, distinct profile um, that helps us a lot uh, to, yeah. uh,
0: So uh, it sounds like you know being nimble as a company and having that uh, authenticity, you know, really pays off in that communication with the with the uh, the community, right? As well as having that direct to consumer model, where people from anywhere in the world can go on your website and purchase a watch. They don't have to have a a Nomos ad uh, close to them to be able to experience or experiment with the brand. I think that's definitely something that's helped with the meteoric rise and the growth of it as well, too. As well as focusing, you brought up an interesting point. The focus on you know focusing on things like literature, uh, filmmaking, kind of you know. Uh, creativity in in, in uh, culture and less so on the sports, you know, sailing, uh, you know, exploration, that sort of thing. I think that really speaks volumes as well, too, is kind of tapping into a different uh, niche of hobbies in the market that, you know, otherwise most of the brands are very heavily saturated on the sports side, especially nowadays.
1: I mean, we have sports watches in the meantime. Yes. <laughs> but... Uh, You are right. It's always, we we are not creating a world around the product. It is the product that is the hero all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't have, we we don't have a uh, um, famous uh, actresses or whatever uh, as brand ambassadors. It is always the product that's the hero. Uh, And to be honest, that's what we uh, will also focus in, in the future because we, we 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 can't we, we just cannot afford uh, an A-list uh, mm. actor uh, as an ambassador. It, mm-hmm. uh, this would this would uh, this would just uh, uh, be completely out of out of uh, out of range for our for our marketing. And we we have this. I think we have this digital advantage. We are really we we were very active uh, from the beginning there mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, that I think that that also helps us a lot with the engagement with, with customers and, and this this got more and more and more uh, mm-hmm. uh, over the years with, with, with the social media. So that uh, and we will follow this uh, this route because that is that is the future def- definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Looking at the uh, looking at the catalog now. I noticed looks like there's, I think, 13 different families, all with sort of unique names uh, surrounding them. Can you kind of discuss a little bit about the nomenclature surrounding these, uh, these different types of families within the catalog? Uh, And maybe, you know, I know know it's a lot of watches to go through, maybe share some unique uh, thoughts on some of the, uh, some of the models in the catalog as well, too.
1: Not that complicated Tangente, Mm -hmm. Uh, signature model. I mean, Tangente is a geometric, uh, expression. It is the, the, the straight line that touches the circle, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that, that says a lot about the nature of this watch. So that's that was an easy one uh, because it's so graphical and so uh, straight and edgy. Uh, that, that, that was really easy. Uh, Ludwig with the Roman numerals um, has two fathers. One is Louis says so the one of the, the Ludwigs. You know the 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 era of the uh, of the traditional watching Roman numerals. So that was and the German name for Louis is Ludwig.
2: Okay. So
1: that that was easy. We also had so that that's that's one thing. Uh, tetra very very easy tetra means square, means four in uh in greek and this our our square watch is a real square so uh, it's it is uh, four four um so it's not a rectangle it's a, re- a real square with with all four sides uh, uh the the same size mm-hmm. so t- tetra was also easy it was it's a little bit and it's also the it is kind of the square sister of Tangente because they share the same typo. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Orion is a little bit funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Orion has a um, has a domed uh, sapphire glass. Also, when when there's a glass back, also the the, the glass the the back is domed. The mm-hmm. sapphire on the back is domed. It has uh, it, it's a very streamlined case with uh, um, also the 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 um lugs are um streamlined to the case and 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 so it is like a spaceship Mm -hmm. a little bit so when when you look at it from the side it's like a lens and uh, and we had in Germany we had a you, you had Star Trek uh, in the in the US and in Canada of course we had Star Trek too here but we had a German science fiction series in the sixties very funny and this was called Spaceship Orion, okay and that's why we, could, in that was just the inspiration for Orion yeah
0: that's very cool yeah that's a so, neat kind of little pop culture reference for the people that maybe didn't <laughs> know right that's awesome.
1: So then, I mean, then many many years uh, there were no new models, uh, mm-hmm. and the the next one when we introduced our our automatic movement was in Tango Mart. That's not okay. Maybe that's uh, uh, we we were so exhausted from the development that there was no more fantasy there for a name. So it came from Tangente. It's an automatic Tangente, so we called it Tango Mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, in the meantime, thank God we have slim automatic movements and we also have Tangentin Neomatic uh, with an, uh, with another automatic movement. There are more names. Uh, let me see the sporty, our very first diver. It's not a diver, but it was 200 meters waterproof and with a screw-down crown, Ahoy.
2: Mm-hmm. Ahoy.
1: Ahoy is a maritime uh, hello. So it's, a, it's the German. Is the German word for saying hello when you when you when you when one ship meets the other? So, ahoy is a maritime, uh, um, yeah, expression in in German mm-hmm. and it means just nothing but hello. Yeah. In, and what else do we have? Autobahn is very, very simple. You know, the Ahoy was the fir- the first watch for for the water, <laughs> mm-hmm. waterproof. Autobahn. We thought we need a sporty, uh, another sporty watch. Water we have already. Let's see what we can do uh, uh, on the other side, on the ground. And the inspiration for Autobahn from the designer Werner Eislinger was old sports the curves of old sports cars and when you look into this watch uh, um the dial is is molded it, when you take take a look at it there's it's there's a real it's like a, it's like a racing it's like a, a racing dome for bicycles it's, okay. it's, it, it has a it has a strong uh, um a, uh, a big re- reo, you say in 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 French, and also the even the the sub second dial has is, is really there is another dip. That, um, so this this dial um, we can afford these huge curves on the, on this dial uh, because of the slim movement behind it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and because of this car inspiration we thought, and uh, we thought Autobahn is a German expression internationally known, connected with uh, German cars, German engineering and speed. Uh, Autobahn could be a nice idea mm-hmm. and that,
0: uh, no, and very... that I know a model that came out recently that kind of, I, I say recently, it's been out for a few years, but one of the models that kind of caused quite a stir when it came out in a positive way was the club. Can you talk a little bit about the club?
1: <laughs> the name, yeah, the name for club is uh, is also a funny story. Uh, it's 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 the story of a failure. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, we, the thing is when we when we inter- when we we had to increase prices a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with the in-house movements, um, but we wanted to keep this uh, level uh, this level of thousand euros he- here in in Germany for the for our first watch so we didn't want to leave that so we had to f- and but but this did not work for tangente uh it, it was just uh, the cost of the case and 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 uh, and everything together with the movement it, it just didn't work out uh, in the in the calculation so we we looked for a way to to offer uh, a watch at this price level, we didn't want to make a compromise on the movement, there is never a compromise on the movement, not even in the not even in the decoration when there is a steel back there. when you open it, it looks exactly the same mm-hmm. as all the others, but uh, we found a way to. Uh, to save the money with the case when you look at club, it is only two parts, the bottom is just screwed in. Uh, with one turn. Um, the it's. So the lugs are part of the, of the, uh, uh, are integrated in the upper part. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it is a nice case, but it's a simple case and it's, uh, it's, it is, uh, just much more economical, uh, in, in, than all our other cases mm-hmm. and that would, and then we, okay, we found this, we, we were happy with, with the calculation with the design, then the name for the watch was really uh, was not easy. Um, at that time, we we owned a building in glasshütte which was an old uh, which used to be an uh, a gross, gro- no, not a grocery store. It's uh, a drugstore. Yeah, where you buy aspirin and stuff. Um, and uh, it was the time when in berlin every, every at every corner uh an an old an old uh, butcher was a a nightclub and an, an an old drugstore was a um was a hipster cafe stuff like that mm-hmm. and we had the idea to make a club out of the old drugstore in glasoute uh because you know there's nothing going on in glasoute between uh, after six o'clock in the evening watchmakers get up uh, at five o'clock in the morning they 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 leave their desk at uh, uh, latest four o'clock in the afternoon and yes is a quiet little town Mm -hmm. really there is there is no nightlife there is not even a hotel in this in this town there is a big watchmaking school but uh, Mm. it's hard to it's hard to uh, entertain yourself uh, in the evening (laughs) so we thought come on let's 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 uh, let's open a club in Glacite. uh and then as this was, as club was uh, um, made for beginners, uh, first price point in the list, uh, catering to younger people. Also, that when you look at the, the, the look just of the design is much more youthful and playful than than all our other pieces, at least in the first uh models. And then there was this idea with the club in in this old drugstore. And we decided, okay, club is a cool name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we even had a press release that you have free entrance uh, to the club in Glashütte uh, for your lifetime when you buy this watch. Unfortunately, we had to uh, tear this building down. (laughs) Uh, And this club never came to life. So... Uh, this was a promise we couldn't keep, <laughs> but the watch—the watch had its name.
0: <laughs> ah, it's very cool. It's an, it is an interesting story. It's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's interesting that you know, you would think that a place like Lasuta with such a long, long, watch, long watchmaking heritage would actually be sort of like a tourist attraction in, in its own right, and that. Which oh, but, the, but, really? that, but that there would be things like hotels and places for no, people no, to stay. No, they come
1: in, in the morning and they leave in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> they, they just come in, check it out. Okay, I'm out of here and go back to wherever else they're staying. Interesting. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah,
1: it's, it's 40 minutes from Dresden mm. and uh, an hour from Prague. So mm. they either come from Prague and go to the museum and have a look and then they, they go back, all from Dresden. Mm. But nobody is staying overnight in Gloucester. And there, there is also not a... You find two restaurants but it's you won't take your girlfriend out for dining there you go to it.
0: <laughs> makes sense fair <laughs> enough so uh my understanding is uh from talking a little bit off camera earlier that you guys just kind of had a recent release that came out can you kind of talk a little bit about that
1: oh yeah definitely yeah tangente as i said signature model and mm. uh and and many, many years only in hand winding or in the bigger version of Tango Mart. And when, when we came up with our slim pneumatic movements, so the the three Dw 3001 is is a really fascinating movement, only 3.2 millimeters high. And uh, and that uh, that fits perfectly into a tangentic case. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why uh, we we wanted to, to, to yeah, to differentiate Tangente neomatic a bit more from Tangente uh, hand wound and we come up. We we are experts in gray. You you must know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we once for twenty years reunification. We made twenty different gray. Uh, editions of orion so grey, gray is our thing and tangente neumatic platinum gray is the latest release so it has a, a really beautifully uh, rhodium plated uh dial mm-hmm. that comes up so rhodium is a metal from the platinum group and it comes it comes out as a really nice uh and platinum sh- uh, shimmer, so the galvanization process makes this nice grain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, and uh, and so we have now Tangent and Neomatic with a with a, a subtle adult dial and not, on, not and it's which is really a a, a nice uh, I would say quality step uh, for this automatic, uh, watch. So before that we, we had a, a white silver plated dial, beautiful as well, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was, it was relatively easy to mix it up with the hand wound, uh, tangente. And I think, uh, so we, we, we looked for a beautiful way to, to have, uh, yeah, to have the auto neomatic tangente with, with an with its own face, Mm -hmm. that is right now.
0: Can you elaborate a little bit on like the significance of the neomatic movement and sort of what that means for the brand in itself?
1: Very much, it's a big, it was a big step for us Mm -hmm. um, because uh, I just just had a a lecture together with our um, um, head of uh, design engineering, who was responsible at the New York, Orological logical society, um, and uh, Theo uh, refer talk um, about these two pneumatic movements. It is uh, it is a complete. You know, most of the manual, uh, most most of the movements in our business uh, are, have a movement design uh, from from the from the sixties and the seventies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, nothing nothing really changed, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and also, um, our first automatic movement had a classical sandwich design built uh, level on level on level. So, uh, a ground plate, then have the gear train and uh, uh, everything inside. Uh, and uh, and it, it, it is three or four different levels in a, in a normal sandwich design. So, what we did with our neomatic movements. We put everything, everything except the rotor between the the, the base plate uh, and the three quarter plate. Mm-hmm. So, so all uh, and uh, and there is only there is only there is only a millimeter space in between these two plates. Mm-hmm. So it's a new concept of designing movements, and we also we are working with a balanced bridge instead of a a balance cock and. And many of the materials have been uh, are are completely new because, for instance, the uh, um, the the spring needed a new material because it was much flatter than the normal spring. The Mm -hmm. the uh, some of the wheels needed new alloys so that they would not bend uh, while hardening because they needed. Just needed to be flatter, mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the efficiency of the movement is relatively uh, is really high. So um, when you when you look into slim or slim movements, slim automatic movements, you have some su- super slim automatic watches out there, but mo- uh, they all, they are all expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they are all delicate uh and relatively often in service <laughs> and uh, and they are not produced in huge volumes so mm-hmm. they are just specialties and we looked for a slim we looked to develop a slim movement that would that would fit in our elegant slim uh classic watches uh which uh until then have been offered only in as as hand one hand one one uh watches. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that was what we needed. We needed a slim Tangente and a slim Orion automatic. Hmm. Oh, uh, a
0: Wonderful development. It's a, it's a really uh, impressive movement. I think one of the things that's really interesting about kind of what you've been sharing about Nomos's movement specifically is that they're kind of making that departure from the traditional architecture of watchmaking and movement designs uh, when it comes to developing their movements and really trying to develop something new that creates a better Automatic movement, using their own ethos and design behind it. I think that's something really cool that uh, Nomos is really innovating right now.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, and and really, I mean, eleven in-house calibers uh, mm-hmm. since, uh, since the beginning. When when we look at this uh, ro- at this lineup, uh, it makes us a bit proud. Mm-hmm. And, and and it it is a uh, research and development always has a special uh briefing it's not only we need this and that function now but mm-hmm. we need to you need to be able to assemble it in this and that time uh at this and this price point so mm-hmm. because that's always important to us
0: mm-hmm. absolutely because
1: it's easy to make a super cool movement uh when you have all the time in the world and all the money in the world mm-hmm. that's, uh, but to rip to to make it Oh, big volumes uh, in, in an economic way, and and still high high end craftsmanship. That that's that's our challenge.
0: Well, and and we're seeing the maturation and development and evolution of Nomos as a brand as it is able to continue to develop these technologies. Yeah. What? So uh, to come. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know you can't. Uh, I know you can't tell us exactly what some of the new releases are that are coming up here, but you said maybe you could hint at a couple. Can you maybe give us some, a little bit of a slight, slight insight into what we can expect from Nomos going, going forward into the future.
1: So this year, uh, no new movement. I'm very sorry.
0: That's okay. (laughs) Ah,
1: But as a small independent, it, it it always takes a few years Mm -hmm. to come up with something new, Mm -hmm. uh, but I can, I can promise uh, really uh, nice nice introductions this year, and many of them with in beautiful colors. So we all need some color in our lives uh, these days. Uh, and uh, that is what Normos will offer this year. So the first one already end of this month, uh, mm. March, March 30th. So stay tuned.
0: Very cool. Looking forward our to it. Is, uh, Color is the motto. Absolutely. That's very cool. Well, Martina, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and chat today with, uh, with myself about Nomos and kind of give everybody an, an awesome overview of the history of the brand, the developments of the brand, and also kind of give some insight into the people behind the brand. Yourself, you know, you've been absolutely wonderful to talk with and that authenticity is a brand I think is something that is really serving uh, the company well and uh, will continue to do so going forward.
1: Eric, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Wow. Time time ran re- really quickly. It, uh,
0: I guess it, we were having fun.
1: <laughs> I thank you very much. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe uh, we have more to tell next time.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you guys back on the show to chat more about your future developments. Really quickly, what are some places that uh, people can interact with Nomos' uh, uh socials and uh, various uh, websites and things like that can you kind of share some landing spots for people that might be curious to find out more about the brand
1: I mean I mean always always great is our our insta so uh, our social media team is is reacting uh, um, really quickly really quickly and and also email us to mm-hmm. it, it, it's uh, no at no is the easiest way uh to get in touch with us and of course all our social media
0: channels perfect i'll make sure i plug all the social media channels in uh, the description box below for the podcast and also for youtube as well likewise for myself uh anybody interested in any questions comments feedbacks just wants to talk shoot me an email at ricos watches podcast at gmail.com you can also shoot me a direct message through my instagram page as well which is ricos watches podcast if you're enjoying the episodes in an audio medium and would like to it a try and a video medium as well you can head over to the rico's watches podcast youtube channel just so be sure to like subscribe leave a comment over there as well too it helps the page grow helps me reach more people and it helps me create more watch content for you guys martina thank you wonderful. once again it was fantastic chatting with you today i hope you have a wonderful evening over there in germany and you take thank care you. all right thanks very
1: much Eric. take care have a good
0: day you as well Bye bye